the trench is all I've ever known. I was born in the trench, and I'll die in the trench. Out here, away from the village, it's just me and May and Pa. That's all we got. That's all we needed. The trench provides. That's one of the three rules. Rules I heard over and over again every day of the 12 years I've been alive. I can say them in my sleep, and sometimes I probably do. Snow Angels, Season 1. Written by Jeff Lemire. Art by Jacques. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. In my wintry wizard, my snowman, if you will, my trench riding rambler is the one, the only. Snow angel, snow angel, snow angel, would you be mine? Travis Rats here. Travis Rats and I are bringing you the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we dive deep into graphic novels or trades, or sometimes we talk about what's going on in the world of nerddom. You are on a comic book club episode where Travis and I, today, we are reading Snow Angels, a comicsology original written by Jeff Lemire and art by the one, the only, Jock. So that's what we've got going on. This is our first comicsology original, Travis. Yeah, exactly. And, okay, so a couple of things. One, we should have hit record earlier because we were doing some good podcasting before the show. I got a little bit vulgar, <laughs> but in general, we were pretty good. And I say that because we're going to talk about this book today, our first Comixology original, and we can talk about what yeah. that what that means. So that'll be good. But at the same time, it'll be, in- it'll be interesting to see how long this show goes because we are con- we are covering some very treaded, trenched ground. Lemire, yes, post apocalyptic yes. things we love. Lemire. But- Post-apocalypse. We got Jacques. Jacques, Jacques. we haven't done Jacques in a while, though. So, But unfortunately, Jacques isn't as flourishy as Jacques usually is. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. He's not as jockey. He's not as jockey. So um, Missing his horse. If this is your first Comic Exposure podcast, welcome. Also, great, because all the stuff we're going to say is going to sound new and fresh to you. If this is like the sixth Jeff Lemire podcast you've listened to (laughs) by us, or like the the 50th post-apocalyptic Let's retread some ground. Look, we can't help it that every gosh dang comic book that comes out is a post-apocalyptic nightmare. In a but world this one where every snow. comic is post-apocalyptic, two men <laughs> struggle to maintain a comic book podcast. <laughs> at least at least this one has ice skating mm-hmm. and snow. Ice skating and snow. Two things that have yet... Well... Ice skating has yet to be in one of our post-apocalyptic books. So let's dive into it. This is a Comixology original, which I am fascinated by that Comixology or Amazon, if you will, because they're owned by Comixology, is decided, you know what? Let's bring some bigger names into this. And I believe out of the ones I was looking at, these Comixology originals, because I wanted to do one. I wanted us to dive into a Comixology original. And I went with one where I knew the two creators and I liked both creators. And that's why I threw it to you. I'm like, all right, I like Jeff Lemire. I like Jocksworth work. Let's do it. Um, the other one has like werewolves in the wild West, which also felt very tropey. Ooh, um, yeah, I like that as well. It's very genre. And I, two yeah. of my favorite things, terrified of werewolves and, and of love them, Westerns. And, and the one that just came out feels very twin peaks meets lost meets, I wake up and I don't know where I am sort of thing. Oh, like that one we read uh, with the cell phones on the island with the millionaire. God, what was that? Like a hundred something, I think it was called. 400 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So um, we are. First of all, all those sound pretty great concepts, Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I thought I wanted to go with one where I knew... I knew the writer and I knew the artist. And All right. Maybe it was maybe we'll talk new about label, whether, new label, new label. But so you yeah. want to go with like if you go to like a, a new ice cream shop, 
a new soda jerk, if you will. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're trying it out, you don't go for, like, the uh, bubblegum, tutti-frutti, fresh no. and caramel shit. You go for, like, let's see what their base is. Let me try let's your what's vanilla, What's the mint please. chocolate chip? Yes, or yes. what's the mint a chocolate standard. chip? Yeah. What's, yeah, a standard. A when sherbet. When I go to a pizza, when I, yeah, when I go to a pizza place, do you know what my pizza of choice is? Cheese uh, pizza. Cheese pizza. That's... I like, to, I, want a, I want a cheese pizza because I want to know what can you do? So I thought perhaps something that we like, something, something we could, we know that we can palate. Can I, can I give you a, a cheeky yeah. pizza order that you might be able to make your own thing? Like if you ever sure. do like a pizza show, which you should do a pizza show. Yeah. Um, I do like pizza. Is you go there, you order a pie of like whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, the house recommends, but then yeah. a side slice of cheese. Okay. A side okay, slice like of cheese. Okay. A side slice of cheese. And then you Not all. Not everybody does cheese slice but but but, like you, but if you come in and you explain to them why like as I, I this is my first time here i want to what, what do you recommend as your your house pie and they're like oh we like the the clams oh oh gratin and you're like perfect i'll take a pie of that and then i'll take a a, a side slice of cheese please and like we don't do these slices you're like well i mean if you could pull a, a slice off i like to kind of get a a baseline uh before i Get into your thing and see how they see how they respond to that. See how they, see how they react. And I can I just I want to just a, a little uh, just a just a sniff and, and a moose slice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so at Comicsology, putting out their own original books, and I feel like okay, it it's when you do something like this. One, it's got to be genre heavy because how else do you pull people in, right? It has to. Right. You have to like find the niche so that people go, oh, I like that, right? Like. Jaws in space or, you know, something where you're, you want to pull people into it. So this is very much, Hey man, post-apocalypse and snow. Right. So like, okay, I'm in. Right. Um, but let's, let's talk a little bit about this. What do you think about adding one more possible comic book publisher to like what you have to sift through when you're trying to, when we're trying to find a book, you're like, okay, I got to go. Now I got to check out the comic comicsology originals because they've got guys like, you know, Jeff Lemire and jock writing books. So they, you know, like it's not just nobody's that Mm -hmm. they're pulling in or really low level and nobody's as pejorative. So I'm sorry for comic creators who are, aren't big names, but you know what I mean? Like they're, they're pulling in someone like this, right? So what what are your what are your thoughts on that? What do you think about? Okay, now I have to check out these ones. Yeah, well, first of all, I think so. You have a Comicsology account. I have a Amazon Kindle Unlimited account. So that's where my right. twenty bucks a month goes. So I can read a lot of books for free on yeah. uh, Amazon Kindle, and a lot of that is married to comiXology. So what's free on comiXology or what's available on there is available for free on my Kindle Unlimited. Uh, But not always. That's not always the case. And so I can't quite figure out why some things are married under the Amazon title and some aren't. Like, why do I have have a separate account for comics? Go ahead. So here we go. My Amazon account is my comiXology account, right? Mm -hmm. So that's how I log into comiXology. It's the same thing. Um, I can... But you're buying different stuff. So here's my experience on this. Right off the bat, my issue one, I paid for through Comixology. But every other issue is free on Prime Reading through Kindle. Not even Prime Reading. Are you a Prime member? It's free through the Kindle. So I read issue two, three, and four on my Kindle. Interesting. So I didn't download it till last night. Didn't read it till last night. Uh, and I, and before I had seen it on, when you had first told me about it, I'd seen the first issue yeah. f- or second the issues were free on Comixology, but I had to pay like one ninety nine for them on Kindle. But last night, now that the first four have come out, it's free on Kindle Unlimited, Amazon Kindle Unlimited. So they got a weird, like, they're not talking. There's no synergy, no. as we would say in the late nineties. Right. And it's a, we- I would tell you like that. Okay, so I, because we read books on here a lot, I try to, like, find, okay, what's the deal that I can get? Because I don't want to just buy endless comic books. And we're asking people to read along with us. We don't want to pick, like, obscure $80 omnibuses that you have to... And and, and also, because, like, look, if I, I'm trying not to bring 
comic books into this house so that Gabby doesn't murder me because there are far too many comic books in this house. So I've been reading it digitally, right? So I've been reading stuff digitally. Unless I'm like, ooh, that's really, really cool. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. Or like, unless like your comic book podcasting partner sends you like giant omnibuses that take giant up <laughs> like shelf space. Half a shelf. <laughs> um, but so I was like, okay. And then part of me, I have no problem paying the $1.99 for it. I'm like, Okay, so it's free on Kindle. Oh, I'm gonna go do that. But it's it was weird. The reading it on a Kindle is not as clear as reading it on Comixology. Yeah. So when you tap to enlarge it on Kindle, it is not crisp because there's like one double page spread. So when I tap on my Kindle reader and it zooms in, it was like zooming in. Oh, so it got a see, I'm reading on the iPad. Which seems yeah. to sync up pretty well, but I'm yeah, a baller. So I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure. Well, I had an iPad, and it was a Generation Two iPad, and you mm. just I just couldn't update it anymore. Yeah. So I finally was like, okay, I'm just gonna buy the big, the 10 inch, like Kindle, spend mm. like 80 bucks on it, and then boom, all my comic books are there. Nice. Because all works. of my digital, all of my digital stuff is through Comicsology. But anyway, super so, light, I, I super easy. You could you could take it with you, and yeah. it's not as huge of a purchase. So if you take it someplace that you maybe like wouldn't normally take a expensive eight hundred dollar piece of right. equipment, you're good. Right, right. So my question still. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. And I, I got sidetracked you, uh, yeah. on there. What do you I, think I'm, about I'm, having I'm to now it. look somewhere else? I'm for it. Uh, I I I am for. I, I think that a. Uh, I think it shows the. You can tell the health of any market by how much competition there is, right? Uh, and yeah. I think that uh, in this case, it's great that we have this longtime comics purveyor is now creating their own thing. I mean, isn't that how we always start off? We 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 are we we're a fan of something, we're a shill of something, and right. then we're like, let me dip my toes into creating it. I mean, Netflix did that with you know their Netflix model where they were just slinging right. DVDs and then they're making original content. Same with all these streaming things. So it's just taking that right. model and putting it in there. I will say that I would have loved this to have been maybe a less gigantic corporation uh you know doing it i'm like yeah does amazon i, I want jeff lemire to have my money but amazon's right. got so much of my money and i'm not like a, a anti-amazon guy i mean it's especially living overseas i mean they've been a lifeline for me to to get necessities yeah. and things that i need uh at an affordable uh, uh rate but at the same time you're like oh okay what's that oh why can't i think of the the studio that opened up about four years ago that we did uh sarah who does sarah um Oh, TKO. TKO. So TKO yeah. kind of did the same thing, too. When they first came out, they got, like, Garth Ennis and a couple of the right. the, the bigwigs to come out. Uh, and I think Jeff Lemire has a book on there, too. Yeah, right? he does. Dude, I don't know how he writes so much stuff. He writes so much stuff. Well, we could talk about it's that like he's when we get into this book. It's like, it's I like, like he's a professional writer. I like this story, but, you. I mean, here's the thing about Jeff Lemire's stories. You can read it the night before a podcast and still watch the taking of Pelham one, two, three, and have a couple of cocktails and, you know, clean up fast. around the These, house. It's four issues. It reads fast. Same I with like, Sweet so, Tooth. Same with Underwater Welder. Yeah. He's able to they, write a they, lot because he's not loquacious or, verbo I guess, ver verbose. I, is right, right. The, I, uh, also, I, I would also say, like, this is one of those things where I like the model of it's four issues. It's I like how they're calling it season one. Yeah. And now season two is out and you can read. season Again, it read. very I, much feels like a streaming yes, model, Netflix right? Netflix streaming yeah. model. Like I read, I read season. That seems like, that seems like a comicsology note, like in the way they're yeah. launching their stuff. They're like, we yeah. want it to be like digital comics. We want it to feel like streaming. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised right. if maybe seasons, you see in that werewolf book and seasons you see in that other book you were talking about. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if that that's a commonality between this new label. Yeah. So let, let's dive into it. We've read let's Jeff dig. Lemire before. Let's let's let's, let's dig, carve let's out this. Trench. Let's carve out the trench. So first and foremost, we've, we, I guess we've mentioned this at the top of the show, literally every other book we read in the last two years, I mm -hmm. swear has been something post-apocalyptic. And I wonder if it has something to do with the current state of the world um, and where we're at and all of that. But it feels like everywhere I go, 
something is post-apocalyptic. Something is like, oh, the end is nigh. This isn't good. Maybe it has to do with the collapse of the environment and our democratic process being undermined and all of a global pandemic, all of these things. But I will say this, this felt somehow smaller than some of the other post-apocalyptic books we've read. It felt um, less world building than some of the other ones we've read. And we could talk about whether that's good mm-hmm. or bad, um, but but this is something that we've kind of tread over. What did you think about this take? Let me give and you a, only. A, let's let's take let's, let's double team this uh, quick summary of this because it is yeah. a, a small thing. So again, we're dealing with a post-apocalyptic world, a world covered in ice and snow. And in so, fact, in yeah. a world where a look appears to be that human civilization is relegated to living in a giant trench that's cut out of like this almost Antarctic environment. Now, jo- Josh, pop quiz. There are three yeah. rules to the trench. Do you remember yeah. the three rules? The trench provides. Yes, rule number one, very good. You're going in order so far. Uh, the trench never ends or something like that. Oh, is that two. is the third one. You're missing that. That's that, the third one? You're missing the, never the meat. Leave, never leave the trench. Never leave never the trench. Leave. Never leave the trench! It's like Apocalypse Now. <laughs> it did feel very... It did feel. I, look, I there's like a goddamn the tiger of, outside this trench. Never leave the trench. I do like the sort of like Isaac Asimov rules of robotics mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. thing to it. Like, never leave the trench. The trench. Pro- I like. It's very genre based. Yeah. Trench, the trench provides. Put it on a T-shirt, man. That that felt very. I'm like, oh, I can hear that. If you turn this, and I feel like, are we? Is this like prepping for a TV show? It's got a really tight, small cast. Like. Of course, you can. Yeah. Like, well, we we out. will we will talk about that. So, uh, in this this trench, we are yeah. uh, dropped into the intimate life of a father and his two daughters. May May is one of the daughters. Millie and May. May May. Yeah. May May. May May. Millie. May May. Yeah. May May May. And really, there are only. Four live characters in this, if we, if we exclude right. wildlife. Um, right. And we were dropped into their story as they're out hunting some wild trench dogs. They return back to their camp on Millie's birthday. Also, trench dog is one word. I like it. Yeah, trench dog <laughs> is good. Like, it, it feels very um, clockwork orange. Like D, yeah, or D&D-like. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you're squaring yeah. off against four trench yeah. dogs. Where's some milk? We're the trench dogs. <laughs> um, and, and they're all wearing cotton. You're like ultraviolence. Yeah. <laughs> um, or like a Bowie album. Trench yeah. dogs. Yeah. Um, trench dogs. So, uh, yeah, they return back to their camp and they find that their whole camp has been slaughtered. Uh, and in this world, there is a myth. You don't leave the trench because the snowman's gonna get you. And there yes. is this robotic-looking figure that they are calling the snowman. So they believe, these little girls now believe that maybe some of this mythos is true. And in this world, the reason they have the trench is because they are the ones called the frozen ones? The frozen cold ones, ones, yes. Or who, the cold ones. Cold ones. Cold the cold ones. ones. Who, create, the, who created, yeah. cracking open a cold one with the boys, right? So they're, yeah. they're out they're out in the, the boys, world. The, the boys. Cold ones, the boys. Created this environment. And uh, what you see is you see them kind of traversing the trench and there's like, it appears to be the things that dug the trench, right? Like big, like cranes and backhoes and stuff like that, that they pass. There's parts of the trench where there's trees and then there's endless stretches that there's right. nothing. So this so we are force four issue iteration. follows a, a chase as yes. uh, the family is trying to uh evade the snowman who's chasing them through uncharted areas of the trench now that's i'll leave it at that because i'm sure we might hit some spoilers as we go along but that is really the the premise and the setup of the the first four issues yeah so my question for you travis like i said we've we've talked about post-apocalyptic what how did this flavor of post-apocalyptic hit you was it a tasty frozen treat did it feel like um like freezer burned Fish sticks, what do you think? <laughs> nice. Um, I will say that, uh, again, 
we're, he's not treading new territory by setting a, a post-apocalyptic world or a sci-fi world in snow. But it's a no, it's, it's a terrain you, you, got, you don't see a lot. You but like I the love the, the thing. I love the thing. Uh, yeah, the thing. What's the one with the train? Oh, um, uh, babe, Snowpiercer. The, Snowpiercer. 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 There yeah. it is. Snowpiercer. Which great to great me show. to me yeah. oh, this but a French comic book before this. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, to me, this feels. Uh, like a a great addition to a snowy apocalypse world, which is attributed primarily, I think, in this to Jacques. Jacques adds so much to this, and yeah. the colorist, of course, uh, on here. Uh, it's just kind of a a sci-fi world that we've seen before, but it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen a snowy post-apocalyptic landscape. Very yeah. often, it's very deserty or urban jungle decay, and so it was nice yeah. to to explore uh, a visual post-apocalyptic world that is almost overly done in white. Yeah, and How, it lets you. Yeah. It also lets you kind of have this. Um, it lets you have this sort of stark to it that instead of an open urban wasteland you have this stark white throughout it and we'll kind of talk about that when we get yeah. to the art so um, how do you think but, that how do you think the that this terrain this white does it add anything unique in this particular story of this um i think that it it makes there's less places to hide this is what I was. This is what I. I wanted There's, to ask the question instead of giving the comment, and you gave I like, the claustrophobic. I like the trench idea because there's only one direction you can go. Someone's chasing you. There's only one way you can go. You can't climb up the sides. They're too high. You can't escape. You can't go the way that they're coming at you. There's only one route. There's no building to hide in. You just have to go. You have to set a trap. It's, it's right? a haunted like, house scene. story in a like uncharted terrain. Like it, it's it's right. oh, it feels so open and vast because of the starkness, as you said. But yet it feels yeah. so claustrophobic because also, as you said, there's only one way to go. They they mostly come at night, Joss. Mostly, this little girl reminded me a lot. Uh, May May reminded Newt. me a lot of Newt. Newt. I know, did. I got a little. I got a little aliens. Very, well. a very kind of whimsical, but like childlike dreamer girl yeah. caught in yeah. weird premonitions. Right. So I like. I will agree with you. This felt like a nice little. I don't know that I'd call it a. You know. Do you know? Remember Otter Pops? Yeah. From when? Right. It felt very much like great it's pool quick, snack. It's yeah. It's it's quick. It's sweet. It's cold. Right. It felt very. If we're if I'm gonna. If I'm gonna run with this um, analogy of, of keep going, what kind of keep going freezer treat it is? Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it the. Uh, it's the red. It's it's the red otter pop. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not the lime. You really want the lime. Mm -hmm. You want the lime one. But you were the kid in line who got the red one, and you're perfectly happy with it. It's good. It's not great. Yeah. It's not a gross frozen fish stick. It's not the best ice cream. It's not a, like a rad ice cream sandwich, but it's sweet. It's quick and it's done. Right. And right. there are, there are better uh, things in that fridge, uh, but your mom's not going to yeah. let you have them because they're there. It's like, Oh, the ice cream, that's going to spoil your dinner, but a popsicle, a yeah. red little popsicle. Oh, uh, you can, you can, you yeah. can suck that down. Yeah. Like all your friends are over. I can't give them all ice cream. All you're getting otter pops. You're getting right? out of pops. And because they're, you, pops. because but, you're hosting, you have to eat the red one. Your friends get first choice. Yeah, they get the good ones. You get left with red. Uh, but I, I will say, I really, we've read a lot of Jeff Lemire, and this felt, I mean, it's, Jeff often deals with parents and children, right? Like, that's his bread and butter, is relationships between adults and kids. Especially fathers. And, yeah, playing with that father thing. Uh, but, spoiler alert, the father dies at the very end of these four issues right so we're gonna get these girls on their own but he does it brings <laughs> back that sort of that sweet tooth thing right here's an innocent kid in this world they're unaware of sweet tooth don't leave the forest the bad people will get you the world is on fire little girls don't leave the trench right the snowman will get i wonder you, how right? old jeff lemire's kids are 
Like, has he already dealt know. with the emptiness syndrome? The the no, no, he's a younger, he's a younger guy. Yeah, okay. So he's, I'm assuming he's about my age. So I wonder so, if, if it's the oncoming dread of those days where it's like where I can't, I like my kid is outside myself. I want them to explore the world, but at the same time, there's this giant fear of it. Or he grew up in the 80s where every kid got to run all over the place and it was fine, but now you dare not let your child out because they'll get a killed by a clown hanging yeah. outside of their school because that happens, right? Remember that? Don't Remember swim past just... the reef. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Count killer clowns yeah. from outer space? Where, where Remember was the... that? No, do you remember like for a while, you probably, I don't remember if you were living here. There were just clowns showing up. Oh, yeah. That's when it came out, right? Yeah, yeah. This is when it came out. No, it was like before it. It was like before, it was like just. I do remember this. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. But anyways, I digress. So I I think, I I think Jeff Lemire is a, he's a good writer. This felt very quick and punchy. And some of these issues were 24 pages. I guess when you take out the black page that says comiXology on it, you take out like the last page, it's probably about that 22 page normal comic. So they weren't very long. It wasn't any longer than anything else, but they read very quickly. Part of that I think is the chase, right? Part of that I think is the nature of what this story is. Um, It is, you know, a literal chase. And the one, the quiet scenes you get are like, all right, we think we got rid of the monster. Now we can relax. Okay. Where else are we going to go? Let's go. Oh, crap. The monster's back. Run. Right? Like, that's the only quiet parts you get are those little pieces where they get to have some dialogue. But then it jumps back into, okay, we're being chased by this monster or there's a, a bear or whatever. I think it's a bear, right? A trench bear? Yeah. The, the first four um, trench dogs, trench bears, uh, the first four issues feel like a action-paced exposition. So setting you up, if you, these kids yeah. are about to go into a larger world. Uh, they're about to go through the wardrobe. They're about to go through the looking glass. Uh, but it took us four well-paced issues to get there. So if you feel right. like you have to do world building, it's kind of like he world builds within a world in these first four issues. He's able to tell us right. this cool chase story with a lot of questions that are raised. But at the same time, the story itself is engaging enough we don't have like in a lot of world building stories where we have to meet a bunch of the characters in the village, understand the hierarchy of power, understand all yeah, he this stuff, the it. system of belief. He, 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 he throws out the window in order for just a high paced chase scene in which little bits of exposition can be dropped there. And with Jacques showing you this world visually and doing a lot of the exposition on that place. And a very yeah. cool feature that we always love in our books is a map. A map. And I do love a map. There's a map, although a pretty boring map. Uh, <laughs> like a, a pretty ineffective map. There's no key. There's yeah. no distance on no. this bad boy. It's just a couple no. of sketched out things. And I was like, wait, is this the map that you guys use personally as a family? Or is this like the official trench map? <laughs> <laughs> everybody has a copy of it we've all like cop underneath a candlelight we sit there and we, we we traced it all um i uh yeah i i think it's a well-paced story i think what it does well if we can talk about let's talk about what it does well and what it kind of left us maybe wanting because I, I yeah you hit it up something yeah so i think for me i think what it did well is it it really does this setup of showing me you know enough of the world enough of the story for me to really be interested in it but it didn't it didn't give me a whole lot to like go okay i know it's gonna happen i don't need to read anymore you and i often read a lot of you know we 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 often read a lot of these volume ones and we have to make the decision are we gonna read the next volume or not are we gonna continue reading it And I think what this one did well is it set up this chase. It paced those four issues really, really fast. And then it opened up to a big world, right? So we have this very fast paced four issues, but then it doesn't, it doesn't just go, we're going to keep with this thing. It opens this whole new world up. Okay. They're outside of the trench. What's next? So for me, what I enjoyed about it is it felt it, it, it leaves me wanting to read more. It doesn't leave me like going like, okay, I know what this is about. I don't need to read more of it. 
Um, and so the decision that you and I always have to make, are we going to read more of this? For me, I feel like Jock wrote it in a way where I'm like, okay, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. Or not Jock. Lemire writes it in a way where I'm like, okay, I want to know what happens next. Um, it gave me just enough. Um, but then it opened up to like, oh, I have no idea where this is going to go now that they're outside of the trench. I don't think I, I think had it stayed in the trench, I'd have been like, okay, we're going to keep building this world in the trench. Why is the trench here? But like, but I felt that since it opened up, I feel a little better. It kind of makes me want to see what's going on. It's really interesting because he made the trench small enough that by the time we get to the end, you're ready to leave it. At first, yeah. the first issue, you're like, oh, let me explore this, explore this trench. But then with like that, even maybe that's why they made that map so sparse is because it's like, hey, here's the trench. Don't worry. We're not going to spend too much time in here. It looks like there's not a lot here. There isn't really a lot here. But don't worry, because by the end, we get to these four issues. You're going to be ready to open up to the world. You almost feel like the characters themselves, where it's like, hey, this feels safe. This feels treaded. I think I know. I think I know yeah. the rules here. I think I know what's going on. But by issue four, you are ready. The same as these girls kind of are uh, curious about right. the outside world. Because the trench in it itself, sounds- you could make it like this big, huge world where the whole series takes place in. But doesn't right. look like, like doesn't look like that's where far- they're going. Yeah. Yeah. You walk far enough, you hit the city part of the trench. Yeah. You walk far enough, you hit the sort of different like, villages you know, warring and politics, and it becomes like, well, is this village going to help this village out? But no, because there's uh, this was spited, and now it's this thing. So, right, right. But I, I think they wrote it in a way to let me go. Okay, I'm cool. I want to find out what happens next. How about you? What do you think that they did well in this? Yeah, I, I, without retreading uh, those uh, thoughts, but in that same vein, is I think that the the one of the things that can be difficult with some very science fiction genre is that you spend all that time setting up the world. And he does this very efficiently uh, in a way. And I think we've said that a couple of times, so I won't spend too much time on it. But I will flip the conversation into something I'm wary about or something okay. that I didn't dislike, but I would have liked to have seen maybe a little more originality is the characters. I think Lemire is relying a little bit too much on the the characters i i these girls i don't feel like i got a lot of characterization but of same sense i know them because they are the the you're very stock yeah very stock characters the dad's very stock the the noble uh protective uh uh dad who is flawed and reveals his flaw and leaves his Two daughters, one of them is a realist, one of them is an idealist, to navigate the world together. And I'm like, okay, I know those characters. I I would like to see, hopefully, uh, Lemire drop something a little bit more original into either the relationship between the girls or into one of the characters individually um, uh, uh, on there. Right, I I would agree with you. It did the characters felt very sort of like, okay, this fits this one mold. This fits this mold. This fits this mold. But then I also think like you and I have read so many comic books for this show over the last five years or so that is there really something six years, I don't know, long, many years. Is there, is there something, is there something original? Does originality exist anymore? Travis rats, or is everything derivative of, archetypes well yeah right? i think it's maybe less originality it's more about um what what do you what are you collaging what are you collaging way? like okay take a take an element that we haven't seen and collage it in doesn't be a big thing but maybe something yeah. that we have seen from a different genre or something we've seen from a different story trope and work that into a science fiction. that's all we're doing right we're just rearranging yeah, yeah. stuff and in, in we're just interesting yeah, we're just patterns with different tools. yeah exactly yeah. um i did like just to kind of, there's this big under the ice monster that shows up, kind of Falcor. That, yeah, that I think swims it's underneath of them. That swims <laughs> underneath of them, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And the, but then they leave the trench, so I'm like, okay, what, is that just to make me is is that there for me to go like, oh wow, or is that there for the girl to go like, no, the cold ones exist, right? Because she says they live under the ice. Yeah, are we gonna see that again? Um, is it weird that like I don't know as I was reading this for some reason I kept thinking of this world and like when they described the uh, the the cold ones as these big giants like I kept thinking of petite like petite crossed my mind a couple of times <laughs> when I was reading this book and I was like this has yeah. nothing to do tone wise with petite but I keep thinking of petite um, Just giant people yeah yeah, yeah. 
I am very, I wonder if like, I'll be curious as to where the story goes because when I, I think for me, the thing that I always find interesting when you, when we talk about post-apocalypse and we don't get that in these four issues Mm-mm. is how did it happen? Yeah. Sometimes that's, that's how the post-apocalyptic story hits you. Here's why we're here. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't get that here. So you don't even get, you don't happened, even get like a time. Like you don't even get like no 60 years after the fall of New York. Right. Right. Uh, and it, it just feels, I think that has me going, okay, so how did this happen? Right. It, there wasn't like a, there was there a plague. Was there this, was there that, what does it to make this happen? Right. Why are these the only people living in the trench? Why do they live in the trench and no one else? People right? didn't listen to Al Gore and DiCaprio. That's what happened. That, that is probably what happened. I've seen The Day After Tomorrow, and this is what happened. This, <laughs> this, this is the day after. This is um, like 750 million days after tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, that's Jake Gyllenhaal. That's that's who the dad is, is Jake Gyllenhaal living in the trench. That's not after, a bad casting. Um, after the day that's after not a, That's not a bad casting um, for that character. It would be good. It would be good. You, I you mean, look, you, you get him big. Really, the character is... You only have to pay him. Like, you only have to pay him for a little bit because he's not in it very long. Yeah, the, right. He's like the Drew Barrymore of Scream, right? To be clear, the character is flat enough that pretty much anyone would work in that role. But uh, Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal uh, could use a little more Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal with a beard. Jake Gyllenhaal with a beard. Oh, you know this is already optioned on something. Probably Amazon, uh, since probably, it's. Probably. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, they probably—that's probably part of your contract, right? When you sign to do a Comicsology original, is that they have the option. To, they, it's probably built in. Yeah, Amazon if it's like Marvel, if you write something for Marvel, then Disney has yeah. the rights to option it. So I'm sure it's the, yeah, yeah. the same thing. Getting paid. Lemire, right, so our boy getting paid. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, um, Jacques? Let's talk art. Let's talk Jacques. Uh, we, we've we loved Jacques in the past. Um, Witches is one of those books where like, holy crap. So very, very good. It is him to the nines, layer upon layer of sort of this digital artwork he does. Um, he did that Batman book felt, too, right? What was the Batman yeah. he was writing on? Yeah. Oh man, I don't, I don't. Did he just do Detective? Wasn't he on Detective Hold for a while? On, let me see. Uh, let me see his biography on the back here. What is that? What did he? What was he doing? He was doing. Oh, the DC Vertigo. Uh, he did the Losers. Oh, Batman the Black Mirror. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also think he did detective for a little bit too. I think he actually just did. I think he was the artist oh, okay. on detective for a little bit. Um, this feels not as jockey as I'd want it to be. Yeah, and I think that's I, partly because your textures are all snow, and I think he does that really well, right? He's able to kind of paint with that sort of sp- splotchy stuff he does, but now it's snow. Right. It's yeah. snow blowing in the wind. It's, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah. My favorite panel um, includes that for that reason, because it feels like yeah. it's the most Jacques of what I like about Jacques. Now, don't get me wrong. The art in this is good. And there are moments that feel very Jacques. But you're right. It feels like when you, when I saw this book, when you told me this book was Jeff Lemire and Jacques, I was like, oh, cool. Two very distinct voices, one visual style and one um, uh, written. Uh, and I feel that Jacques is holding back on the uh, the flair, like the the layers. It doesn't feel like there's as many layers because you know Jacques is always like layering, like you said, those textures on textures, like in right. witches. It's yeah. like six different layers of texture before we're done. Uh, I think you're right that because it's in the snow, it does limit the the color palette and what you can see in there. He does a lot with that. Um, the caricatures themselves, the pencils, uh, are are good. I don't I even the pencils don't even feel as jock as as you might have seen, like in something like Witches. Um, I don't think they do as many close ups as Jock is used to doing. Uh, he has to do a lot of full body stuff um, in here. Uh, but when he gets those eyes and those up close faces and is able to layer and texturize those, I think those are really good, uh, on there. Um, his designs, I like the, the, the family. Snowman's a really good design. Oh, see, that's where I was. That's, that's, I'm going to disagree with that one. Uh, okay. It doesn't seem to fit in this world. I'm I'm sure that's the point is like, he's a clue to like what, what's happened and what kind of, uh, world this is going to be um it feels a little like 
what I to me like what you might see of a new villain in like a Spider-Man or Moon Knight okay. uh, villain, yeah. kind of this robotic 2001 Hal in a android type thing in a body yeah. with Wolverine claws, um, or like a cool. Actually, you know what you know what he is? He's one of those Cobra GI Joe uh, yeah. a villain robot uh, ninjas. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I can I can agree with you on that. Um, I but that's just I, a matter of t- uh, preference and taste. So yeah, I think I think for me, um, I I think Jock does a really good job. Like I said, I don't think he's as jockey as I would like it to be, and I think that's just the palette. It's all very white. So when we see him in other books, he gets to play with like, oh, this is paper, so I'm going to play with paper texture on this. This is you know, a plaid. So I'm going to play with that a little bit with the way I'm doing this, but everybody's very starkly drawn. And I have questions. Do they only have three fingers under those gloves or are those gloves just three finger gloves? Right. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Is, you know, I, I'm going to, one of the things I thought was really cool is the sound of the ice skates. You think the gloves when, are three fingers because of the bow? Cause they're always constantly shooting bows and that's like part of their hunting gear. I don't know. That's oh. my question. Or do they have mutated three finger hands like Ninja Turtles? Um, but I like the sound that the we get those ice skate sounds. That sk, sk, That's a cool feature. Over yep. And, over and over again. It's this kind of very sort of cool way to uh, to to sort of like. How do you get how do you know you're being chased? Right. It could like if they didn't have that, it could be that crunch of the snow. And I know you didn't grow up in snow, but that for a while sound. Oh, yeah, in Japan, I guess so. Yeah, up north, it was like Um, snowing like crazy. And when it falls, the dampened sound where it feels like everything is muted except for anything that's like above a certain decimal. And then that just cuts through everything. Right. Or the sound when you step on the snow and it's that. Yeah. Right. Like you could have done that, too. But I do like, look, Jeff Lemire is Canadian. He loves hockey. He has like a he has two. He has like one book that's Essex County is a lot about like. There's hockey is kind of a big piece of it. He has a book where it's about an ex hockey player. Right. So like, I, I think that's kind of a, like a fun little nod to, to Canada. Right. Yeah. It's sort of his hockey. I, I can't remember reading a, a Jeff Lemire book that didn't have a hockey reference of some kind. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but uh, I, I thought Jock did really well. I like it. He's a good colorist. I mean, his stuff is good. He does good work. Um, but I think you're right. It is. It's not as great, and it makes me think like, what's the release schedule for something like this on Comicsology Originals? Mm-hmm. How how quick do you need it to be? How what are their what's their turnaround time for you to go from season one to season two? How much lead time do you get? What are they expecting? Those are the things that I'm curious about when I read this. Um, Jock is an all digital artist, so I imagine he works a little faster than someone who's uh, pen and ink. So he's probably maybe a perfect fit for something like this, but I'm really curious about, about the model. Yeah. Um, another thing in here, I mean, obviously you expect it and you get it is in a white world where violence is kind of prominent. You're getting that, those reds on that white, which of course, and they pop know, very, very yeah. good. Right. Like, yeah. But I mean, if you didn't use that, it would be, you'd be like, what are you doing writing a post-apocalyptic book in a world that's snowy and not getting some good splatter going on? Right, so. right, right. It's ex- it's expected. That's what it's there for, right? Um, so overall, I, I I thought Jock's art was good. I mean, that's why I picked this book. I knew I was going to get an, a, a writer that I liked and an artist that I liked. And so if if we were going to try something from Comics Alley original, even if it was going to be middle of the road for both of them, it was going to be good. Yeah. You know? No, I enjoyed this. I, I, I think yeah. it's it's an... It's an easy. Well, let's go into favorite panels first, because I, yeah, I was about yeah. to say it's an easy one to recommend. Because okay, what do you got? You got okay, one. So I know. No, I think you and I picked the same exact panel. Okay, let's put them on the screen, and you got wait, it in front on, of wait, you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I gotta okay. find it in here. Uh, I don't know. I actually Three. looked at this page, and then I changed it to something else Three, on this page. Two, two one. one. Oh no! Oh no! We got two different ones. Okay. You said you went with a very. You said you went with a very Jacques one. So I thought we'd have the same one. Yeah. So what's yours? What's so yours? mine is on I guess uh, page fourteen, uh, location fourteen, and on this is where which uh, issue? Which uh, issue? Issue one. 
Um, and this is where he, she, Millie gets her birthday present. And first I was like, oh, I, I want to go back to that page where she got the birthday present. Cause I thought that light thing was really cool. And looking at the page, it is cool. Uh, but at the bottom of the page, I spotted this close up picture of the dad, which has those yeah. snow splots, which has that breath in the there. Breath, right? And so it does yeah. things. It does the visual close up of Jacques that I like. It does the texturing of splotches, which like, uh, I like layered over that breath. Um, and I, I, and you could see the light from the, um, gift, uh, playing off his face. So yeah, I get yeah, that. That's a good one. That's good. One. I went with uh, issue three, page nine, uh, where the where the snowman is falling into the ice. You get all the good jockey sparkle up there. You get sort of the the glow of the robe. I don't. It's not a robot because it bleeds, but of the snowman, uh, you get that sort of glow of his light in there. You get the sort of streaks of it flowing down into the water. All good, those sort of things. Good movement action feels good, and then followed by a big yeah, page. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It feels it feels good. And then it really bleeds into which, you know, this isn't a two page spread, but the art bleeds into the second page. So what comicsology doesn't treat it as a two page spread. Right. Um, but if you had the comic book, you could open it up and that panel bleeds into the next one. And I kind of wish I could view it as one page, but I can't. Um, so. Let's let's get to that idea. You you prefaced it just a second ago. Like you think that this is a pretty easy recommendation. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, we we live in a post apocalyptic world, and uh, and so there's a lot coming out. If you're not exhausted by it already, then this seems to be a good quick consumption. If you're really enjoying this kind of if if you're watching something you're like oh I, I got i'm in a real post-apocalyptic vibe this is an easy pickup not only because it's price point but also because the pace and quickness of the story uh you're gonna get a, a solid writer doing good work and you're gonna get a, a famous uh comic book artist doing good work nothing here is something that i would like tell people who read comic books on a weekly basis you have to go out and get this new thing but for people who are fans of genre it's a quick yeah. I mean, cheap price if, pointed consumption if you have a kindle and amazon you can read it for free yeah right if you have a kindle and amazon you can read it for free um if you don't it's like a dollar 99 an issue so we're talking eight bucks for you to read these four issues yeah. well worth the price for you to binge it i read it i reread it in like less than an hour before the show right, right. so i was like okay i i read this kind of as it was coming out we were going to do it over the summer and so i was like okay well i got to go back and read it and, and remember the beats like i knew the overarching but it's a quick read it's a good bingey sort of read they're already on quote unquote season two so if you like those four issues you know that you're getting more uh and you can dive you can keep reading you can get into it. i think they're on issue three of season two okay so i think you can re or at least two there's at least two issues for season two out that you that you can check out so i would i would recommend it look if if you're looking for something to read you're you're like you know what oh man i i, I don't want to spend 20 bucks on some dc trade that's out you can read this in an hour the first four issues yeah this is a good read. It's a good hour read. If you got a trip or you got a, you know, you need some downtime, you need something to read before bed. It's fun. Um, I thought it was a good. Little Don't read. expect anything new. Just expect it's it's yeah. very it's 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 just genre. It's just it might especially if you're like writing, give you some ideas or something like that. But uh, it's just yeah, a, a yeah. new a new interesting take on a world. Yeah. I don't want to sound yeah. unenthusiastic, but I mean it's it, it's it's. It's that otter pop. It's good. You know? Like I it's said, a red, it's, it's a red pop. otter pop. Yep. It's a red otter pop, right? <laughs> like it's, so. it is exactly what you want. So look, you got a Jeff Lemire jock book. It is what it is, right? It's not that it's not witches. It's not jock and Snyder creating this otherworldly, very cool thing. Um, it's good. It's good. And so I, I guess you're right. Like, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm down. on yeah, it. Yeah. Not. It was a good read. Yeah. It was fun. I just don't, you're not, it's not going to, it's, it's not going to blow your hair back. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not something extra special. It's yeah. a red otter pot. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, so we're gonna we're uh, Josh and I gotta sit down and talk about what book we want to do next. We we might throw away the things that were in our hopper and just start fresh with like, hey, let's just we have had some things that have been running around, uh, but. We got a little bit of time because I think our next episode, we're going to do a variant and we're going to do something that we've done yeah. before, which is a comic exposure pitch club. Uh, and so I, I, we haven't done pitch club in a while. We I'm haven't done pitch club pitch in club. like a good six months, it feels like. Uh, so yeah. uh, give us the, the premise of this pitch so they can start thinking of their pitches. Right. So our, our pitch club coming up is going to be a, a brave and the bold pitch. So it's Batman and who who is batman's team up partner in this pitch it's going to be me it's going to be travis and it's going to be dr dan the batman fan each giving our pitch so who's the team up with who's the villain what's the basic plot that that's what we're going for here so that that's what we'll pitch that's the pitch club i'm looking forward to what a batman super fan who really loves the brave and the bold dr dan is going to bring to bear i am also a batman a batman fan but a first time pitch club and that can be intimidating. If you if you haven't pitched be. before, you can go wrong in several different directions. You can because yeah. maybe you think you got to go, you don't have to go that in depth because yeah. you sir, you, you overthink always it. have your whole thing. You go you go <laughs> well, far in depth. Don't say that cuz we're going to get through like I'm like, oh, it's 15 minutes of pitch club. Uh Batman and uh Batboy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Batmite. Uh so I I I'm excited because I think Batman is a great character to play against many other characters in the dc universe so i i think it'll be fun to see what it is oh and and we, always... we are in the dc universe correct we it's got to be a dc universe yes character. okay it can't be a team up with archie or, or alien jack burton or Predator you know like i'm just gonna throw like jack, jack burton, burton and <laughs> no no you can't it's got to be someone in the dc universe that would show up in brave and the bold so that is the constraints for this any villain you want from the dc universe um i think it's gonna be it's gonna be good uh so as an aside as we're wrapping this up i watched suicide squad eh. yeah there's my there's my suicide squad yeah, eh. well, yeah. it's okay i forgot that i even watched it yes i yep. didn't i didn't yeah. walk out of it i didn't groan at it but i forgot that i eh. watched it yeah when did that movie come out last year <laughs> it feels maybe like yeah. last year everything is a blur but uh so uh thank you everybody for tuning in remember you can find all of our episodes on the website uh at comicexposure.com. uh you can read the show notes see what we were talking about you can go back in the archive pick a month pick an episode and go okay i want to read uh, what are they reading i want to go back and listen to that episode on it Ooh, october's now, coming spooky book time close to yeah spooky, spooky book, book is coming up we got to pick so that'll be our first decision after we do this yeah it'll probably be pitch club spooky book yeah so we got to figure out what that spooky book is. So if you've got a spooky book, shoot us a message somewhere. I don't know on, uh, on you can reach us on Twitter at uh, comic exposure. Uh, you could message us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash comic exposure. Uh, just don't tell us that we forgot to ship you your books. Um, and uh, <laughs> send us like, send us a message, right? Like, what would you, Hey, that counts uh, what, as a, that counts as an interaction on internet metrics. Go ahead and tell us we didn't ship you your books and we'll, <laughs> we will respond with metrics of, we don't sell books. <laughs> yeah, we don't. So we're not that comic. We're not that comic exposure. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, we, we love that you listen, share it, give it the stars on the old, uh, wherever you're getting this podcast. If it's on the iTunes, give it the stars. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Uh, and you know what, ladies and gentlemen, folks, comic lovers, true believers, we'll see you next trade. 